welcome to your overture. So you can get situated and seated. We are performing and recording live tonight. As part of Sacramento Podcast Festival 2019 at Stab Comedy Theater on Broadway in Sacramento. But you probably already know all that. fingers of Johnny Saab bring us now one of the season's best ballads, 
white sails. Johnny, I'm sure that leaves nothing to be desired. For the past ten minutes, ladies and gentlemen, you've been taking time out with Johnny Saab, who has been performing at the console of the Hammond Electric Organ. gentlemen, this is your Arrow News reporter with last-minute hit-the-spot news brought to you four times daily through the courtesy of Arrow Beer and Ale. Arrow Beer, the fine beer that brings you this broadcast, has always been a big favorite, and it's growing more popular each day, is making more friends than any other brand of beer that's sold in the city. Arrow Beer is growing faster because it has the famous flavor that real beer drinkers appreciate. Arrow is smooth, not sweet. Better, not bitter. The British Admiralty says reports that Great Britain has captured the German liner Bremen are absurd. This denial puts an end to the most recent stories as to the whereabouts of the $20 million German luxury ship. The Bremen has been unreported since leaving New York before the war began. The Admiralty announcement was accompanied by denials of several other rumors. The Ministry of Information says there is no foundation for reports of the loss of the British warships Hood, Renown, and Repulse. Back in this country, the United States destroyer Leary has steamed out on an undisclosed mission. Her crew on shore leave had been rounded up by Boston police prior to the hasty departure. Sailing orders were issued from Rear Admiral Terrence's office of the Boston Navy Yard. It is understood that the Leary is fully equipped. Listen in again for the Arrow News reporter brought to you by the Globe Brewing Company of Baltimore at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And remember, when you order beer, be sure to ask for Arrow the beer with the famous flavor.
testing. Testing. This is a test. This is another test. This is the last test. doing everybody a little squeaky there my name is David Loretta Mola my stage name is and yes and I do spoken word so uh, we're gonna get into that yeah you can make some noise for that that's okay <laughs> you see I just wish I was pretty like 500 likes for my selfie pretty like 30 thirsty comments from single men and women pretty like lovers in relationships wonder damn what if pretty like, not the guy you date because the one you want is taken pretty. Like, love me longer than a winter solstice. I want to be your spring into summer love. Your summer into fall love. Your fall into winter, then rinse and repeat it all over love. Pretty. But they say they want someone who's just a little more confident. <laughs> and I say, that's funny. Because I didn't realize that I was so fat that my weight bends my sound waves. But if you need to remember, if you need a reminder of how much those words do not apply to me, let me put it in a Morse code message written to the tune of, damn, I'm sexy. Ow. I mean, society says I should own it. So hi, everyone. My name is And Yes, and I'm fat. Yeah. Not big boned, not more genetically predisposed to collecting density around my thighs and waist. I'm fat, not festively plump, pleasantly rotund, metabolically debilitated or horizontally gifted. And if there's more me to love, it's not because of a preposterous propensity for procuring this ponderous poundage. It's because I have a lot of languorous li- <laughs> Languorous, listless moments lying loveless over loveless relationships with indolent people who say things like, you know, I wouldn't mind dating you if you were thin. Like, yeah, I'm fat. And yeah, I got a gym membership. And with every day that passes, I'm sculpting this work of art in progress. And if you can't stave off your vomit long enough to help with the process, then my bloated sense of self-respect says you definitely don't deserve to be with me when I'm at my best. Like, this is not written for cleverness. I will not be tactful when I see you walk past with a face full of, like, how does he exist like that? Yeah, I'm fat, and I don't need to own it, flaunt it, show it off for the world. I don't need to take, like, extra pride in it. I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. 
Fat is just flesh cells, and scars are just your skin holding tight to the parts that hurt once. So you could say I'm not pretty. And you could say I'm not gorgeous. But the fact is, self-love is not an opinion. So go chew your gum and smoke your dinner. I'll be out here with the burger while you're flossing out your setups. I've got one more, and then I'm going to jump out of here. Um, I'm Cuban-American, so this is a poem about my weird mix of self. Because see, my father is an alien, born outside the atmosphere of planet America, and I am his alienated son. We're left arm tentacle, squid body, last name treated by others like I told them it was Glorb. They ask, where does that name come from? What they mean to say is, are you going to eat my face off, stuff me in an alien spaceship, then carry my body back to Mars? That's what I heard you people do. And my father wants me to go see Mars, but I don't see the appeal to me. It just looks like red dust and rocks and lost Mars rovers, and I'm pretty sure there's no hospitals or running water. Like, I'm pretty sure. If I met my namesake family, they would disown me as being a mutated freak. With hair and skin that covers an endoskeleton, whereas my father is all soft shell, and this puts me in a unique position. I am half a man by your planet standards, human enough to get interviews for jobs, but the first question they always ask is, so where are you from? And I know they can't do that. I know it's against the rules, but if I call them out on what they're doing, I won't have a job to come back to, so I say my last name is French. Like you pronounce it, the David Glorb. <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many times it works. How many callbacks I've gotten. I don't have a statistical analysis for it, but I know every time I say I'm Martian, someone else is magically better qualified for the position. And people say I couldn't be Martian, because I don't look like one. And I don't secrete a mucus layer on the hindsight of my torso, so I must not barely be a wetback. Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, forget the metaphor. Soy cubano americano. Y uno digo la lengua de mi padre very well, because I've never been exposed to that culture outside of documentarios, and there's only so many times I can watch the Buena Vista Social Club. Like, seriously, I'm a sovereign nation, wandering your streets, a nationality undocumented, but despite... It's lack of heritage. It does come with a good side. It means I'm not indoctrinated with cultural pride or bias, and I can see heteronormative, racist antics beyond the dividing lines and not care about how you look, which is my way of saying the electrical chemical impulse that gives you the ability to think doesn't come with male or female parts. It doesn't come with an affectation for Scottish rights and quinceaneras. This is an artificial form of segregation that we call race, which is not a scientific or taxonomic designation because of genetic difference between me and you. Me and you, it's nothing. And nothing pisses me off more than every time someone says how cool it is and I'm friends with all men, women, transgender, and gay, simply because I have enough love in my heart to say, like, how the hell does that work? I'm not making fun. I just want to learn. See, my father was an alien, always looking for home. And I know home is not made in a house full of like-minded culture. I know home is what happens when I reach out to you and you reach back and hold on. I know home is a love, non-romantic, that you find within others when you share it like this. Open-armed. Thank you. Yeah, that's me. Uh, you can catch me at andyespoetry.com and at andyespoetry on all social media. Thank you very much. I'm Andy yes. Five minutes past 12 midnight.
Sacramento, the heart of modern radio, and around the world. Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Vlog. think uh, your name might be something else from earlier this evening. Um, yeah, from uh, Neon Clubhouse. Oh, hey. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so what is Neon Clubhouse? Do you want to give a, a little synopsis of it? Yeah, sure. Um, Neon Clubhouse is a, a podcast. It's 80s set. We ha- are doing it as a found footage. So uh, it's uh, four teenage girls in 1980s, mid 80s, 1985, 86. Um, And uh, the idea came to me uh, one day in the shower. And so we just have fun. It's a a women improvisers out of New Orleans. Our podcast is fully improvised. Uh, And we do this sort of found footage piece in the middle. And then it's bookended by another character that we made up that's an anthropologist. Yeah, that, that book ending really solidifies it. Mm-hmm. When I discovered it, I, I was listening to this almost doctor talk about how regular her colon is. And yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I was so wrapped up into it. And yeah. I've been experiencing it for the last few days. And mm-hmm. I've, I've hit a lot of waves of what it could be. It's yeah. been very educational. Yeah. Like I learned that turtles are legumes. Didn't know that oh, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, uh, you know, being improvisers, we make up everything earlier in the night we were talking about how ants procreate and none of us knew how that happened um and so we just invented it uh, i think it's pretty accurate yeah. they, they do have sex with the eggs yeah okay i'm assuming yeah. you guys sound confident <laughs> yeah. that's most of what educators are just yeah. make it up on the fly yeah and that's improv right yeah improvisation is about being confident uh, so yeah. you said this just came as an idea one day in the shower yeah um, mm-hmm. did you like start working on it later or were you like taking notes in the shower? Like just getting ready, like taking the soap and putting it on the wall, like, okay, this will be the name or yeah, how, what was the progression um, to get it to reality? I, so the idea came to me when I was growing up, my grandpa and my dad, my grandfather and my dad were really into like the new electronics uh, and they bought recording equipment and they would talk to it. Um, and so I was thinking about my grandfather and his recordings that he would do. And then my dad would do his recordings and he'd interview me. And I was like, wouldn't that be funny if I just put that out as a podcast? Right? Like my, my grandfather talking about the fig tree in his backyard about how figs make him poop. You know? Like um, my dad was, uh, my grandfather was really funny. I get a lot of my comedy inspiration from him. And, um, and so it came to me. And um, I, the first thing I did was I got out of the shower and I texted uh, my friends <laughs> that are on Neon Clubhouse with me. And I was like, y'all, I got this idea. <laughs> and it's real weird. Well, let's talk about it. Um, and so Hallie um, Sheck and Maggie White and I met at a coffee shop and we started talking about this idea. And I said, I want it to be fully immersive. I don't want it to be like a lot of other improvised podcasts where you introduce the concept and you go, hey, we're we're milk and we're Carrie and we're talking, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's see a scene about blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted it to be fully immersive. Um, and so that's where we came up with the idea. 
idea to add Erica as the anthropologist, Aunt Erica Carrington, yeah, um, to do the yeah to do the book ending. Um, and you know that inspiration comes a little bit from I don't know if you guys have heard Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is a great great podcast. Um, and so we sort of adopted their format, which is like three co-hosts and a guest. Started doing that. It's a good pattern. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I didn't do a lot of notes. I just did a lot of texting and talking and and um, imagining. And then we're like, cool, let's just get the equipment and sit down and do it. So the real nature of improvising the full way through mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, have you like learned anything about history doing this? We're, at Radio Flum, we're all about like alternative ways to bring history there. Have you like learned new things about the 80s, perhaps, trying to bring them in? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I was, I lived in the 80s. <laughs> so I was born in the 70s. <laughs> I'm not going to give away my age. But, um, uh, and so I remember a lot of it. Um, and the most interesting thing that sort of came up is we started looking at the timeline of the things that were happening in the 80s, and we wanted to keep it kind of light. Um, but as I was looking in, like, early 1986, um, that's when the Challenger disaster happened. And we talked about it and thought it was a really wonderful idea because my character that I play on the show eventually goes to space. Um, and she was often talking about getting into space camp and... Um, and through talking um, uh, to the other to my to my co-host, we realized that Susan would be devastated yeah. by the Challenger disaster, and and so through that, sort of read more about it and like refreshed my memory. I was young at the time; I did see it live, and so I was sort of reliving that. Um, so it was more about reliving that history. It's yeah. really intri- interesting how much of like a canon you have built in mm-hmm. this show while still being like lighthearted mm-hmm. and, and improvised. Yeah. Um, have you had like times where you're like really trying to build on something from like one episode to another, like try to emphasize anything? Um, the thing that we're really trying to emphasize is that women supporting women is critical to development. Um, that is the thing that sort of naturally came out uh, in improv. Obviously, agreement is fundamental. Um, and we wanted to take that an extra step further and be like, we got to get on board with anything anybody says, right? Um, so our character, Mary Jo, often has got things all wrong. <laughs> um, but we try to support her and be like, sometimes we're like, yeah, that's it. And other times we try to tr- show her that. But in terms of building um, the canon, the in my mind, what we're sort of building out is this like alternate 1980s where women where young girls are really getting the support and really getting the information and knowledge and structure that they need to develop into these like incredible uh, powerful women in the future right Um, we our anthropologist uh, played by Erica she gives the our guests their job their future um, and it's always something really cool and really awesome uh, we had a woman uh, came on and she was like really into like go-karts and motorcycles. And so Erica endowed her in the future as uh, the, you know, she's got a YouTube channel, right? Where she does like femme mechanic, mechanic femme. Uh, and it's like women showing women. And she's got this mechanic shop that's like staffed by all women. And I was like, man, that would be an awesome world if that's what it was like right now, <laughs> right? Yeah, I love that wrap up at the end. Mm-hmm. You had uh, the the girl that came and had like pants sewn together and in the future she's a fashion designer and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it's just a really interesting and like fun thing to listen to. Uh, where are you like hoping to to go with it? Or are you just kind of just keep growing on itself and everything? Um, we have a very long list of women improvisers in New Orleans to get through. That's our goal. <laughs> Um, is to get as many women improvisers from New Orleans on that show, which I think in my mind is our primary goal is to just sort of get 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 our voices out there that get their voices out there. Um, and then we just have fun and we get to see each other every other week and hang out and do silly things. And, um, you know, of course, we would love more people to listen to it. And <laughs> but uh, but really, it's more about us supporting each other, us supporting our other friends. Um, and and giving them a safe space to uh, create a character, to build a world, to to live in an alternate place that is not um, as crappy as the one that we're currently in, right? Or, or potentially the, the one you're reenacting. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. fighting uh, the patriarchy, right? Yeah, patriarchy, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. We fight the patriarchy. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's really our primary goal is to just get through that list that we're working through. Whether like uh, on the the podcast itself or just outside of it, has mm-hmm. there been any like really particular memorable m- moments you want to share? Anything like a, a really good highlight? Oh, Something man. you loved? Um, uh, we had a, a relatively new improviser. She's a, a, a very talented stand up comedian. Uh, Rochelle came on our show. She was Kennedy Fay. And man, she killed us. She, we were just laughing so hard. Um, and we had been struggling with um, the hardest thing about being a grown up, playing a kid, is forgetting all of the innuendo um, mm-hmm. that exists in the world. Um, and we had this wonderful episode <laughs> where we got to talk about really kind of, you know, adult sexual type things in a very innocent and ridiculous way. Uh, and listening back to that podcast, we were laughing and like pretending we we're choking on Werther's because we couldn't get our words out. <laughs> um, and uh, but she um, and, and she was such a bright and charming individual coming into the room, and we never expected this to happen in the way that it did. Uh, and she just uh, listening back to that episode, I'm I'm still dying over it. It's so funny. Um, and we're like, yeah, we got it. We did it. We, we, we pretended to be kids, you know? Like, we pretended to not know what scissoring is. <laughs> so. you, you definitely captured that really well, just mm-hmm. that, that, like, not mocking, but just the f- best things to laugh at, like, kid innocence. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that you can know all this and put it to the side and, mm-hmm. and capture that. Yeah, it's the hardest part. Uh, so do you have a episode to recommend to all of our listeners, just, like, the first one to check out or anything like that? Yeah, it's a, um, I, I people ask me that sometimes, and it's kind of like picking your favorite kid. The That's best hard. child, yeah. yeah, the best child. That's really hard. Um, but um, I, you know, I mentioned the Kennedy Fay one. The other one that I love to point people to because it's sort of the weirdest, most complex episode that we had with the character. Um, it's Natty Versmuts. It's like somewhere along in the twenties. Um, she is a Russian spy pretending to be from Canada. Um, so, but she's, um, a very talented improviser in, in New Orleans doing a Russian accent, but she's like, yes, this is how Russian, this is how Canadians sound, you know, or whatever. Um, and she's, she's amazing and fantastic. And, uh, that's, yeah, if you're going to listen to one Neon Clubhouse episode, Natty Versmith is your one. Um, the episode that's the most different is the episode we did with the challenger, um, which I, is probably my favorite because 
at the end of it, we all like stopped the recording and then we just kind of cried, but not in a like a like in a cathartic way. Yeah. Um, so that Challenger episode is pretty special too. So, how does uh, the lieutenant feel about these cassette tapes leaking out right about now? Oh, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Susan Beth Handler, who's currently on the space station, um, she loves her daughter. Yeah. And she, she, she grew up in this environment that um, supported women, you know, su- girls supporting girls, basically. Um, and so, she's totally fine with it. Like, I think G.D. Walker was Virginia Daniel Walker because she was a little more miffed about it when she first found out about it. Um, there's a mini-sode with her in current day. Uh, but, yeah, Lieutenant Commander Susan Beth Walker is like, Liv, you're doing such a great job. <laughs> so proud of you for getting your doctorate. <laughs> it's great. I, I couldn't be happier for you. Yeah. Well, hopefully she gets radio out there and, yeah. and can hear this. Uh, thank you so much for yeah, joining thank us. thank you. Thank lovely. you, you guys. And now, Radio Flop presents Danger Us. Take it down to Dateline, 1948, Chicago. A piss alley, brick buildings, and a smell stench of crime gripping the city by the throat. We head up towards Detective Robin Carter as she works in her office, alone. There's a knob. Open. The door. Clickety click. Creak. I'm sorry to bother you. My name's Tanner Bishop and I have a problem. Well, Tanner Bishop, my name's Robin and I'm here to fix problems. Why don't you come on in? Thank Take you. Take a seat. Tell me what's wrong. Well, you see, I'm dead. Ooh. Or at least someone wants me to be dead. Well, that makes more sense, because I, right, I can see through you. Can't see right through you yet, Tanner. I'm, I'm, no, someone tried to kill me. Oh. But they clearly they they, didn't. didn't. They didn't. That's what I'm here for. You're here. So. <laughs> clickety, click, 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 click. Just, just can I stop writing for a second? Hold on. I, okay. It's really hard for me to finish a complete sentence when I'm trying to fill it, finish a complete sentence on my... Tyro- click, 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 click. Ding. Okay. Okay. Yes, I, uh, I uh, picked up a package from my front door, put it on my counter table, and mm-hmm. when I turned around, it exploded. <laughs> I wasn't... That didn't hit me. That, w- that would have been a terrible breakfast, Tanner. I'm you, assuming you picked up your package during the morning? I mean, it's the morning right now, so what did you do? Did you wait a whole night? I, contemplate your, your fate? And then you came all the way down here through Piz Alley? Up through... Look, I came here because they said you're the best. I am the best. And I need someone who's the best to figure out who tried to kill me. All right, fine. I'll take your job on one condition. Name it. You, you really got to tell me, like, did it ruin your breakfast? <laughs> yes, it ruined my did table. It, it ruined my breakfast. I don't... <laughs> it's not the point. It's a point. It's not. It's important. It's, not. it's important, Tanner. Okay. Do you own your house? 
Yeah, I own a house. All right. You ruined your breakfast? Yes, nook? I ruined my breakfast, Nook. All right. I just need to know all the facts. That's the facts. All right. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, Tanner. Go ahead. Who wants you dead? Oh, do I have any enemies? Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of the pinkies, if you know what I'm saying. Well, who's a fan of the pinkies? Nobody. That's who. Unless you're a degenerate. You mind if I smoke? Philistine. You got to smoke? You might as well smoke them. You need a light? Yes. Take a light. Ah, sweet taste of cigarettes. Anyways, I was saying, uh, there's my ex-wife. She might want me dead. What's her name? Jilly Bean. Jilly Bean. Jilly Bean. Oh, you're the sordid husband of that, that famous dancer. Yes. Down at the Roquette. Yes, the Roquette, the famous dancer with the whiskey voice. Yeah. The J- Miss Jilly Bean. Yes. Everybody knows about Jilly Bean. Yes. She's the heiress to a butter foundation. The Here butter foundation. The fa- butter foundation. Well, we can go on about her. I'm just saying. I don't like talking about my ex. I just like to know the facts. That's the facts. Hold on. I need to write these down. You should. Oh, okay. Use that pen and paper right there. Nope. Yeah. I can just type faster on my typewriter. No, okay. All right. Well, I guess I pay you. You pay me when the job's done, Tanner. Oh. All right. Well. I'm an outstanding individual like that. I don't right. like to have the money right up front. Don't even give me half up front. Okay, I'll just put my I don't number. get all the money until, okay. until I'm done. This is my number on the table. You hitting on me, Tanner? No, I'm just... <laughs> You're a confusing lady. <laughs> but I think I might be falling for you. <laughs> we cut down across town. Down to the seedy underbelly of the Chicago jazz clubs. Coltrane. Okay, you know what? Okay, time out. I was thinking someone really cool, and now I can't remember his name, but I know it's named after a train or tracks, or he's got one name and he died. Okay, back in. Back in. <laughs> you need the password if you want in here. Joey. That's the password. Come on in. (laughs) You don't think I'd ever forget your voice, Joey, do you? It's me, Robin. I know who it is. I was just playing a game. Oh, Joey, I love your games. I love you. When are you going to give up this crazy life? I can't give up this life. This is is what my life's purpose is. To to solve mysteries and not get paid for them until I've completely solved them. It's a bad business. You should probably get half up front, maybe. I mean... I get paid for a job. I do it. And you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You know, I'll get paid every two weeks. Sounds, sounds legit. Sounds legit. Sounds legit. Who are you sounds looking legit. for? I'm looking for Jelly Bean. Oh, she's upstairs getting ready for her next number. Oh, Better yeah. hurry up. Now I'll mosey on up there. Before I go up there, this is for you. It's a note. Oh, thank you. I spent, I spent all morning on my typewriter typing it out. Well, it's, it's three pages long. I know. I got, I got interrupted partway through. Oh. All right, well, thank you. No I'll problem. Read it while I'm busting heads out here. You're always the romantic one. Ah, get out of here. Okay. Come on in. Miss Jillybean, I presume. That's me. What can I help you with? Me? I'm Robin. I got a really straight up question to ask you. Okay. You know Tanner? Yes, my ex husband? Yeah, you try to kill him? No. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's pretty straightforward. Well, I didn't do it. Well, well, if you didn't, who did? Well, you know, I do know his business partner, Sal, was trying to cut him out of the business. 
Really? Yes. What business? You're not your butter business? Not my butter business. No, I keep my butter business really close to my business. You keep your butter business close to your bosom? Yes. Your bosom business? Yeah. Bosom, bosom business. I keep my butter business close to my business. Can't you understand my business? I don't want to butter in your butter business, okay? Okay. It's close to your bosom. I respect you. I respect you too. Respect. Respect. Get out of here, crazy scam. <laughs> Everybody's always telling me to get out of places. Maybe I want to get in once in a while. Well, what, I have what, a dance what? number to do. So. Yeah, 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 no. What was that name of that lead? Sal. 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 He uses a uh, he has an, uh, used car lot down on Grifton Street. Grifton Street. Yeah. Oh, I know Grifton Street. There's a really good place I can buy paints there. Well, actually, I'll just buy the paints. And I'll stare at the paints. And I'll hold on to the paints forever. I'm never gonna use them. Here, take my check. What? Yeah, it's a check. Do you think I'm poor? It's for my bank. It's you can only cash in at my bank. At your bank, your butter bank? Yeah, I'll buy it later from you. Wait, is, it, is this your butter business, but, better business bank? Yes. Oh. oh. All right. Oh. Sal's awaiting. All right, okay. All right, Hero Wind heads out to town, down to the used car lot. Bam, bam, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Wait, is that the wrong? Is that the wrong decade? Is that the wrong decade? Did I get the decade wrong? Is the decade wrong? Just tell me, is the, de- is it wrong? Is the decade wrong? Did I get the decade? You're doing fine. Is the decade wrong? You're doing fine. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, hello there. How can I help you? Hopefully, you can help me a lot, Sal. I'm in a bit of a pickle. I don't got much time. Uh, well, hang to... on. You got me at a disadvantage here. I don't know your name. It's Robin. I'm, I'm I Sal. think I have a lot. Okay. I know that, Sal. You look like a convertible lady. I'm, well, I'm about to convert this conversation into something a bit more dire. Do you know Miss Jellybean? Yes. And Mr. Tanner? Oh, Tanner. Mm. I oh. hate that guy. Murder him with my bare hands if I could. Oh, so you did do it. Did what? You did try to murder him. What? Me? No, I couldn't hurt anybody. You just gave it a confession. Well, that's just me blowing off hot steam. You know how it is. No, uh, really? I don't. Punch. Oh, Punch. Oh, Punch. Oh, oh. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I can't hit hard. That's true. I'm bleeding profusely from the face. All face blood. All face blood. Oh, <coughs> 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 uh. is it hot in here? <laughs> it's a little hot, but it's going to get hotter if you don't tell me what happened. I know that you know. I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know. You know that I know about you knowing that I know? Yeah. All right, fine. You got me. Ha. I was trying to cut Tanner out of my business. This car lot business? No, this is a front. I do drugs. Oh. You know about the drugs? No, no. no, Jilly Bean never told me about the drugs. Oh, well, you didn't know about the drugs. Oh, okay. Well, you knew about the drugs. I knew about the drugs. Well, now I just feel like left out. I put drugs in the car. The cars. I'm telling you my plan. I put the drugs in the car. The car gets bought. The car gets over there. And then the guy takes the drugs. Oh. But that doesn't explain one thing. What? Why you want to ruin breakfast. I didn't ruin a breakfast. You ruined breakfast, so I'll admit it. I didn't ruin anyone. You ruined all the breakfasts for poor Tanner. (laughs) You... I do drugs. I don't do breakfast. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Just because you do drugs doesn't mean you can't, you can't uh, treat yourself to some French toast. I get up after You can't have an eggs benedict. No. You can't have an omelet. No. You can't have a coffee and bagel. Nah. You don't have a donut sitting nah. at your table reflecting what you're going to do that day. Nah. You, you don't have any kale with the hash browns and, and egg whites. Nah. And, 
you don't have any sausages nah. or patties nah. or You're right. over easy or over hard. I'm making a list Are salad. Are you doing okay? Gonna, you know, yep, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Well, then if you didn't, br- if you didn't burn up Look, Tanner's I don't like burns. Tanner, but I didn't kill him. Well, no one's killed him. He's oh. almost dead. She didn't tell me anything. You said... I'm trying to lead the witness. Oh, okay. Well, that's great detective work. Thanks. All right, fine. If you didn't do it, then who did? Who would be so diabolical enough that they'd want to burn up and destroy someone's own breakfast nook Look, in I their don't, own I don't. owned house? Look, all I deal is drugs and cut, cars. After being cut out by their own relative's business, after divorcing, divorcing the person that had a big butter business that she kept close to her bosom. bosom. As long as well as her big butter bank bosom. Thanks, Sal. Yeah. I know who to go after. Wait, okay. Watch out for that car! I, I am falling here. Excuse me. I'm falling in front of your car and it is very rude. I'm sorry. You should be. I'll drive more safely next time. Thank you. What's uh, your name? Stevel. <laughs> Stevel Menevel. Stevel Menevel? Walk with me. Okay. All right. You're going to come with me. I'll just leave this car here. Just leave it in the middle of the road, Stevel. Where are we going? We got a, we got a man to... A man... I, I, there's, there's nothing on the script. I know there's nothing on the script. No, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I'm a professional. Here I go. Her voice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we take you now down to the mean streets where Cara goes back to her office, calling in the last suspect. It's been a while. How's your smokes? They're doing well. Why did you call me back here? It's me, Tanner. Well, Tanner, if you'd like to take a seat, I've got a nice cup of joe for you. Sure. Did you figure out who put the bomb in my caboose? Wait, 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 wait. You said it wasn't... You, you mean your breakfast nook? I was trying to be wordplay clever. I think the best method to be wordplay clever is not to play the words and let the words play yourself. Themselves. Who's the guy with the glasses? Oh, he's my new uh, muscle. What's his name? steve That's a good name. McNeeville. Good, strong American name. steve like close it. the door. Yeah, yes, madam. Right. Now, Tanner... I have in front of you, I have a, a spread, a breakfast spread. You can have anything you want. Oh, no thanks. I'm not hungry. Really? Is there a reason why, Tanner? Maybe it's because you already have a new breakfast nook? Why are you winking? What? Why are you winking at me? No reason. Ah, I know why. Pink. So I'm going to cut to the chase, Tanner. Go ahead. I know that you blew up your own breakfast nook. What? No. It's, your, it's true. How do you figure it out? Well, it was kind of simple. Because it's a really simple plot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a professional! (laughs) Go on. It's a really simple plot. Please. You see, I know, I know that you own your house. I know that Jilly Bean wasn't going to let you in into into any of her bosom butter business. I'm flat broke. Yeah. You're not getting any more drugs from Sal or cars either. That's true. I have no drugs, cars. But you do have a house. Yes. You did have explosives, like everybody does in 1947. Everybody has explosives. 
And so you break your own bomb. You blew up your own breakfast nook. Because you were going to take the insurance money. Damn, you caught me. I did. But I'll let you go. What? Yeah, I'm going to let you go. You know why I'm going to let you go? I was what? Because I would need my payment. I can't, I can't get paid. Oh, that's true. You can't get paid. Well, to be honest, I didn't have any money to pay you because it's an insolvable case if you didn't make me the... Wow. Well, I guess we've ended up in a circle here. We really circled it up. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to go to jail. Full circle. I'm still broke. Steve? I have money. (laughs) What? I'm... uh, Yeah. I have lots of money. Why why is this never brought up? Uh, You didn't ask me about my Nazi gold. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Join us next week. When Robin discovers and decides how to teach someone not to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> be professional. Thank you guys for Dangerous. <laughs> and now I'm gonna call up, uh, I'm gonna call up Mr. Milk here, right? No? I'm sorry, it's, I'm so, I'm so law, lo- I'm so hot that I just don't feel right, guys. I just don't feel right. I don't feel right. Thank you. Try Carter's Little Liver Pills. They do the work of Calamo without the danger of Calamo. Go to your local drugstore and try our five cent size. Guaranteed your money back immediately. Reboot modernism. Just, ah, yes, lights we need. Just for the sake of argument, let's say if the film industry can reboot superheroes year after year, every couple of years they bring you a new one. You know, there have been 57 Batman, 13 Spider-Man, and four or five Hulks. So if the film industry can reboot their superheroes, and we accept that, why can we not reboot modern? Modern is a dated concept put a part of a system that allows historians to place things on a shelf and order it as they would. But it is, by its very nature, modern is new. It should not be ordinary. It should not be regular. It should not be metered. Modern means near. Near being new, and new is always different. And in our post, 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 modernistic society, we have decided to reclaim this modernistic new concept and bring it forth again 
because change is new. Change is modern. Change is old. Change is different. Change is the same. And it requires altering our thinking. It requires us to take the time. I know you don't have the time. I don't have the time. We all got the time, but we don't have the time. Take the time to reorder our thinking or to allow our thinking to move on the path that it needs to move. Now you would say, how does that, how does it all fit together? It doesn't. New is old, old is new, up is down, down is up. It's all one piece of the same, moving in a direction we're not quite clear on. Learning. <laughs> Learning, wouldn't we all love to learn? I think I learned a few things. Learning is a part of it. Because we've got to learn to release ourselves, to move on to new which was maybe the old, reconfigured, or maybe it was just we thought it was old. I am not sure. And we alter these things as we go along, and it seems just so, so fast. The seconds becomes days, becomes weeks, and years, and, and, and we just, but it's just a moment. And we're passing through this moment. And these moments are gauged by what? Time? What is that? Light? Space? The rotations of this silly little ball in the middle of who knows where doing who knows what? And we put such value in the time and not take the actual time and make value of it. We must be flexible and pliable, but there must be a bit of resolve there too. You, I've never believe that we have so many ways that we short ourselves. One of the best excuses is, I've never done that before. Well, yeah, okay, so you didn't. So you'll never do it again, maybe. But let's move on with it. It's an excuse to allow ourselves the luxury of sitting and wallowing in our own, we're just here and we're doing this, we're doing that, I can do that, I can't do that. It is not what we need to do. We must move on. And pliability will help us with that. <laughs> your ego and your fears, they'll guide you to your demise. <laughs> they'll take you to the greatest moments of your life, but to your demise also. If you allow the little devils in your head or angels in 
will say, oh, don't do this, or you can't do that, oh, this, that, this, that, and other, you will find yourself falling further and further into the pit of, I can't. I say, off with their heads. You're capable of all things and anything that you can imagine. And we've all set ourselves firm, focused, and forward and gotten things done. That's just how we have to live at all times. <sighs> Systems in the world would like to see you off kilter, off balance, not believing, feeling small, feeling too large and too great. That is not where we should go. There seems that we allow this unremarkable minority whom seem to have the grasp of our life to guide, manipulate, control, and manage it, we must shake off that thought. We are capable of anything we want. Make it new. Make it modern. Not make it, be it. Let it be. It is in you. So when you say, oh, it's post, it's past, it's past, it's this, it's that, it's not. Just do it. We can. We can. We look around in this world and we say, I can, I can, I can, I can. I think what we see is a reflection of what we decided not to be or do. We can be a great deal better than this. A great deal better than this and we must just grab ourselves by the seat of our little pants, gently of course, and take the beauty that is out there in the mistakes that you make. Take the beauty in the unexpected things that come about. Take the beauty in all life and expect the newer, expect the unexpected, expect the modern, make it your life now forevermore. Live beyond your fears. Because obviously, if we fear too much, we're a little bound up. <laughs> and always be new. From now forward. That would be the Flam's manifesto. Most current. Sl slightly augmented, but... Artfully so. 
I thank you very much. Radio Flom is sponsored in part by Carter's Little Liver Pills, Fixafile.com, Diego Ballet Music, and Squadcast.fm. The most incredible thing ever to happen to podcast recording. Easy to use interface, quick setup and download. If you aren't using Squadcast.fm for remote interviews, what are you even doing? This has been Radio Flop at Sacramento Podfest 2019. Recorded live before a studio audience in the back of a place here. Featured on tonight's broadcast were Audrey Daggett, David Warrick Damola, Tassie, Chad Andre, Milk Surface, Neon Clubhouse, Jez DePrez, and Kevin Scott Brown of Danger Us. And Steve Mahalo. Radio Flom can be found wherever podcasts stream. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Hello, everyone. I'm ready to do the live show. Are you all ready? Hello? Guys? <laughs> Guys? This isn't funny. <laughs>